Welcome back to Enlighten Up for episode 77, Starseed Energetics, Glitches in the Matrix, and Zero Point Awareness with Bora Yun. We are happy to have Bora join the show today. She has her own YouTube channel called Starseed Energetics, and she brings her own high-frequency Starseed energy to the show today to share with us her own awakening and how she had ET contact during this awakening. She's going to discuss some of the glitches in the matrix that she experienced during this time. And she's also going to talk to us about having awareness of your awareness and how the zero point awareness is actually the ultimate gift that we can actually achieve uh, during this journey. We're going to talk about rising signs and how that applies for ascension. And Brian, (laughs) of course, brings his humor and Bora likens him to the dog from Family Guy, also called Brian. So that brings in some humor and we're excited to share that with you. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what Bora has to share with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Enlighten Up. I am here with Lisa and Brian. And today we have a very fun guest joining us today. I found her on YouTube while watching The Peace Dealer. Uh, She has incredible uh, wisdom to share with all of you today. Her name is Bora and she is an energy linker between interdimensional consciousness. She channels energy readings, healing transmissions and spiritual teachings from higher density realms, including extraterrestrial civilizations from various corners of the galaxy. She spreads her work on YouTube through Starseed Energetics and develops various tools of ascension technology as head and creator director of Sylvana by Mind Valley. Bora, welcome to the show. It's so nice to have you on with us. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> so good to have you here. Um, I I like fell in love with your YouTube channel like from the minute I hit the play button because you're reading. You do tarot readings for star seeds, like, um, and your style of reading is so. I want to say it's like in a it's coming from a higher place of consciousness. Like it's, um, I find it very 5D in the way that you read your cards and that the information and the guidance that you give through your readings is really in alignment for those who are on this journey of discovery, journey of understanding yourself from the deeper soul level. And I just love how you take all the information and deliver it. Thank you so much. I actually really try to kind of help people override their current perspective. Um, even if people are just simply interested in star seeds and they just go click on one or the other video, I think that if you consciously tune into that level of consciousness, um, it would really help. So thank you for noticing. And I'm actually curious which, <laughs> um, which star systems you resonate with. Oh, Palladian. Yeah. Do you have any more? Um, that's the, I don't think there's any human that has just one. Yeah. 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 But, um, I haven't really, you know, explored it beyond Palladian, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I, I don't resonate with any. Really? No, I would love to know. Are you sure? That I don't resonate with any? <laughs> yeah. well I really don't know that much about all the different ones I Uh was told I'm from Alta Centauri Alpha Centauri Alpha Alpha Centauri 
Yeah. I actually I don't know zero degrees right declination. I actually met them. The Alpha Centaurian um, extraterrestrials. They came into my room once. Well, maybe you can oh, tell, really? tell me yeah. if I feel I like I'm you, one to you. You vibe like a Lyran to me. And the interesting thing is a lot of Lyrans are kind of in denial the most because they're the root race. Um, so, yeah, that's the vibe I get from you immediately when you spoke. Brian, weren't you told of something about Lyrans when you had your Akashic Records When I had read? my Akashic Records read, yeah. That would make sense. Because you, you guys are together, right? Yes. <laughs> we are. Yeah, so it's like from the same star system. Maybe that's a thing. Wow. I'll have to watch your Lyran readings. Yeah. Actually, the last one I did was about your, uh, like, I guess, soulmate or twin flame. So That's me. Maybe it'll resonate. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, oh, we're going to have to talk about this more. But I'd love for the audience to kind of get an idea of, and for Brian and Lisa, because I don't think they've heard your um, awakening story, of like how it all started. Because how, how old are you right now, if you don't mind us asking? Oh, never turned, ask a woman her age. <laughs> it's it, I just turned 27. And actually, it's just 27. <laughs> Why? I, 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 I thought you were 27, but I didn't want to say it and then be wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, because you have, I'm just so, I, I'm in so much, um, what's the word? I want to say awe, but it's not, I just love how integrated every, like all the information that you receive is at the age of 27. I think back to myself at 27, you know, Bora, you and I talked about this um, previously when we were chatting, I was like bartending and clubbing. (laughs) I still do that too. (laughs) I was like throwing up in toilets and bars. (laughs) For anyone who's in Toronto, she was bartending at government. Yeah, I know. It's like a colossal (laughs) thing because that's like, (laughs) yeah, it's like the coolest place. So Bora was living in Toronto for until she moved to Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, I was there for, I think, over 10 years. Yeah. Okay, so let's, okay, let's get into your story. By the way, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, It means a lot because I know you guys interview a lot of like really cool people. And so for you to say that about me is really... um, I'm flattered. <laughs> Aw. You deserve it, hon. You deserve it. So tell us about your, tell us about, okay, where does it all start? Where does it all begin for you? Well, for me, like when people ask, oh, when did you get on the spiritual path? I'm like, when I, like my earliest memories were of interacting with higher dimensional beings. And I was very heavily suppressed by my mom. So I would say around like uh, seven or I guess in American age, it's like five I started suppressing all of it. And so um, when I moved out of my family's home and like had more safe of a place to be myself, I guess that's when everything started coming back. So that was when I moved out for university. Um, I was super, super messed up in terms of, you know, because I had to uh, depress a lot of my sensory abilities. Um, That was basically my predominant way of sensing reality. I had to suppress it in order to, I guess, fit in. So I was like really messed up. I was doing drugs, like all this 
cliche kind of stuff before awakenings, you know? Um, Sounds then, typical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's, just, it's, it's like so natural. It's like part of the process. Okay. I must have missed something because I did lots of drugs and I didn't n- never got hit with a bolt of lightning or ET or anything like that. I thought you met a mantis the other day. I'm talking when I did. Okay, I don't do drugs now. I mean, when I when I did do drugs in college, I'm considerably older, and I I am still holding out on meeting Nemo. You're I'm, not holding no. out. It just hasn't happened. I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm leaning more towards coincidence. But anyway. So you named the thing Nemo, right? Is it subconsciously because it's like finding Nemo? This? No, he, he he That's his name. That's what the name <laughs> we were told he has. Okay. Okay. I didn't um, I mean if if I if if he shakes my hand and says, "Hey, I'm Nemo," then I'll say I met a mantis being. Maybe in your dreams. That would be now. cool. Do you remember your dreams? Not always. <laughs> but sometimes well, I, I think you can take uh, zinc magnesium and then it helps you. Okay, I'll try. But I, sorry, go ahead with your drug story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, the first time I ever tried yoga at this the University of Toronto, basically, they have these yoga classes. Um, so at the end of the class, they did a body scan before Shavasana. And that was like probably the first time I ever did a body scan. I was super out of my body all the time. I didn't even know. So when I first scanned my body, I guess that was profound for me. Um, so I basically like uh, went into a different dimension of like light realms. And then that's when I started being like, okay, all, all of this is coming back. All my memories were coming back with my childhood that I was suppressing. And that's when um, I guess technically my spiritual awakening began. Um, and I had glimpses of really strange, I guess, glitches in the matrix like this that were super hard to deny for maybe a couple of years until um, in 2014 is when I first interfaced with extraterrestrials and light ships. What kind of glitches? Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask the same thing. Um, So I had a near death experience when I think I was like 19 or 20. Um, And I basically found that background of awareness that I always talk about, I found that to be still there, which is interesting because it's a very predominant way of us even living our lives, like currently through this human narrative. But when you die, like for me personally, that awareness was still there. And it was so, uh, how do you say it? It was so potent. Even You would think that when all of your human sensory perception is gone, it would be neutral or boring, but it's still like there with all of your character and everything. You mean um, like the subconscious mind? I don't think that was my subconscious mind. I don't know. I, I, I was in a near death experience state. And then I literally just went into a perception where it felt like my eyes had this vision that was like, literally, if you could think of flies and how they would perceive everything you know i think they have some sort of like omnisensory vision i don't know do you know what i mean like the eyeballs are everywhere um and then everything that i could see was in geometry so the way that i make sense of it is i think i had a glimpse into 
the sixth dimension because I understand that to be ruled by Sirius and it's of sacred geometry. But that's just my rational explanation for it now. But I had no idea what happened before. So that to you was the glitch. Uh, and I just want to understand when you said there's a glitch in the matrix. I believe in all that. But how mm-hmm. did you see that as being a glitch? Well, that it that kind of experience you could never have in a human narrative like or human subjectivity you could not have that so i perceive that as a glitch i guess any any drastic confirmation of a different perspective of reality would be a glitch like uh like other instances include like if i could see sound waves randomly you know that's a glitch how could i see a sound wave right i'm like hearing a sound but i'm seeing it visually or something like this um yeah. Or I, I've had times where I was like super ill, like, you know, had a fever or something. And then I get transported out of my body and like um, taken to to like, I guess, etheric dimensions and then come back really quickly. And there's like this sense of timelessness while I'm gone. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I could I could go for that. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay, so you're in your bedroom. Is it in your bedroom that you were visited by the ETs at 24? Right. I want to highlight, though, that um, all of these glitches that I'm talking about, before 2014, um, I had no associations with extraterrestrials or I was not interested in, like, digging into that area or anything. Um, It was all purely experiential, like, light-based realities until, I guess... In 2014, I finally, it was like undeniable that it was extraterrestrials because of how they appeared. But um, I like to always explain that as humans, like, you know, the way that we perceive reality, we have a sense of subjectivity. And when that becomes quantum from a sense of linearity, it's obviously going to be extraterrestrial because that's transcendent of time and space. So it's not necessarily that they're actually like aliens, but it's just how we, how the narrative evolves, right? Okay, I get you. I've never heard it explained that way. No, but that makes total sense. That was interesting. Oh, uh, so th- when they visited me, so the first time I ever interfaced with extraterrestrials was um, it was with a, my partner at the time, and you know, like when you make love in a very deep, like divine way, I think that's what opened us up to see them. But we both saw this huge Arcturian lightship that I had no idea was Arcturian until like a few years later. Like I never try to label their origins or anything like that. Um, but how, yeah. how Canadian of you? What? <laughs> that I try not to label stuff. Yeah, that you weren't putting labels on on the extraterrestrials. That's very open minded of you. Actually, I'm really grateful that I grew up there because I think like culturally, people there are so chill and like thank God I grew up there. If I like stayed in Korea, there would have been no way for me to like have these experiences. I don't think. <laughs> Brian brings the humor to the show. <laughs> so okay, so you're having this divine, um, ex- like ro- like intimate uh, experience with your partner, and is is it while you guys are having <laughs> sex that the, the ETs <laughs> like, no. the ETs are wa- standing around your bed watching you? You know, but I think they actually love observing that because. Like, <laughs> Sexual intimacy on the third dimensional level is like really, really dramatic. You know, the energetic exchange that takes place because we're so polarized. Um, But anyway, it was after. (laughs) 
It was after okay. we, went, we went to the balcony to to like have a smoke, basically, and then we, and then like I well he okay so to give him credit we don't talk anymore but he is super into that before like his family was involved like in the secret space program and all of this stuff and he was the one that kind of opened my conscious mind up to that reality and before that I wasn't mm-hmm. not even interested and then um, that night he was like he was pointing at this guy what I wasn't even looking and he was like that is so extraterrestrial and I looked and it was literally like like a size of a football field but it's like an a, a ring of glowing light that the, the the color was definitely not in the spectrum that humans can normally see like it was a it was not a relevant color and how often do you see them now i don't see them that often i interface with them a lot um but i think for me how do you, like, how do you interface with them i don't know what that telepathically communicating oh okay yeah um, or just sensing them around. But I, I think that they they only show up physically like that if it's necessary or if it's of the, I guess, energetic inv- worth the energetic investment. And because I don't need proof of them, they won't necessarily need to do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds because like one was yeah. just no, totally. talking. Because, yeah, because... Um, the energy that they have to tweak in order to show up visually is a lot more, you know? So if, if it's not necessary, why would they want to do that? They do definitely interfere in our electronics though. The, the negative ones. You mean? Oh, well, I don't, it like when we were interviewing Rebecca Barfoot and Nemo, when, when Nemo. she had, <laughs> um, we just had a lot of crazy things going on with our recording and, and, um, I think they just bring a lot of energy from, they were from the eighth dimension. Yeah. So the energy can kind of, uh, kind of interfere a little bit, but not, not that it's an intentional interference. What you were talking about, like the negative entities, we actually experienced that. We were trying to record with Eric Rains yesterday and it just did not happen. We couldn't yeah. do it. There was some interference. I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, Eric Rains. I watched this, I, I guess this, was it the Sphere Being Alliance presentation that he had on YouTube? It was one of the best, um i've seen but he's, he does he's really he's really well spoken he was one of my favorites should i say one of my favorite guests but i don't know In no he's club. super cool <laughs> you're allowed to have favorites brian oh, okay sorry other guests <laughs> <laughs> sorry well, other guests not named them, eric like, you said one of them you didn't say like my favorite so like oh, okay. There you they, go. They, Thanks. They still have a chance in your heart. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> oh, there oh, are people with, we're losing subscribers by the minute now, by the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. So you're, um, okay. So you have, you see this ship in the sky and then what happens? Well, when I saw that, that's when I like gave, like I said, before that, I was really, really messed up, um, like not wanting to live. Like I was really abusive towards my body and all of this. Um, And then after that, I changed everything. So when I saw that, I was like, I just, we just had this telepathic communication that is really not linear. So it's not something that I'd prefer to put in words, but I was basically like, thank you. um, And they're 
what they were just saying was we are here and we've always been here and to me after that I changed everything like I spoke to my dad who I haven't spoken to in like 10 years I went to go visit him I quit everything cold turkey all the drugs that I was like addicted to um and and then I started just really refining my frequency and then now fast forward I guess four years I'm here it's four years right wow yeah (laughs) yeah yeah 2014, 2018. Yeah, that's four. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know because you were talking earlier about your American age versus your other Korean your, age. Your, your Korean age is that kind of like the the the? I mean, the the Chinese. I lived in China for a while, and they have a. They none of them know how old they are. Yeah, you none know why? The- because for Asian people, mostly they count age from January first, which is weird, right? But that's how they count it. So. It's different. So if like you're born January 2nd, then you have like a whole year behind you. Like, yeah, like you're actually OK. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, but calendar oh is weird, period. Like, why are we even like, I'm pretty sure this whole 365 days is really off to the natural cycle anyway. You know, I it's just that. Testing. Yeah, I agree. Well, but that's just how long it takes to go around the sun and then we broke it out into this 24 hour period because that was also the cycle of the the sun and the moon so i mean mathematically it makes sense to get from one point all the way around the sun back to that same point is 365 and a half days are you sure it's not exact how do you know that that's right yeah, that's you're what just I'm taking the scientists. You're taking that explanation at face value. You're saying people studied it. Scientists said it was true. This is what I learned in school, so it's true. Yeah, is that right, Galileo? But we don't know for sure mm-hmm. that that's, that's actually yeah, true. That's one thought system, and it's. I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, fluctuating it's, all the time. It's not like we haven't been lied to about other things. Yeah, exactly. You know, once you realize you've been <laughs> lied to about certain things, to me, everything goes but in I, that. I, zone. Like, I, okay. I think a lot of the early discover discoveries, and I know Nicole's going to burst out laughing here. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the early discoveries predate lying. Not the idea of lying, but that early, early discovery was, I mean, it was so monumental. A lot of the stuff that they were figuring out. They they had no reason to to lie about three hundred and sixty five days around the around the sun. There was no reason Wasn't to cover the, that up. But there's the Mayan calendar, and then we turn to the Gregorian. Didn't the yeah the the the, 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 the you can't think of the Mayan calendar that way. The Mayan calendar didn't end; it starts over. The Mayan calendar they only have X oh, number of but so does ours of of you know numbers or whatever. So it counts through those eleven cycles, and then it ends, and then a Another one starts. Never predicted the end of the world. But it's the exact the- same thing as the Gregory. No, I, no, no one's saying that they predicted the end of the world or what people pre- – that, that's all like um, – Speculation? That's like – well, it's fear porn. Like it's, it's, it's basically what Hollywood liked to make the Mayan calendar out to be. But – the mind calendar is exactly the same as the Gregorian that, you know, certain cycles start over and there's certain counts. Right. And, they were very and, aware of where the the moon was and the sun was in the sky and then the, the repetition. I would assume the calendars were very much in sync, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if enough about the, 
the Mayan calendar. I think like um, technically like one year could be what if it was 365 days, but another year it takes the, it 369 days. Like, you know, like you have no, you will have no idea. What if that was just one year that took 365 days? They're they're measuring it. I mean, they they change the they change the time. I mean, there there was a uh, what was it? There was an extra second added to the to the world clock. I mean, they they are actively measuring that, and it's and it's pretty it's pretty accurate. You know, especially with the 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 instrumentation we have we have today. So, I mean, it's 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 an interesting idea. I, I I don't know how it would benefit any agency at any level at, during any time to to lie about how long it takes the Earth to to rotate around the you know around the the sun because we can all look up in the sky and see the moon rise in the morning and set in the evening and then the you know the sun. then the the, the the sun and the moon and their cycle and we can all with a sand hourglass or a stopwatch or anything we can we can all time we can all time that i mean i don't it would benefit the power structure tremendously to have this structured sense of time because this is basically how we perceive human reality is based on this linear structure of time oh sure you know um if they like for i think somebody said something like sometimes december 25th is supposed to be in the summertime if if it was like all natural like if it's always structured into the same place at the same time, that's like literally representative of how we're conditioned to be so linear. That makes sense. The only Groundhog Day. The only thing I've heard about that, about December 25th specifically, is what the, the Bible stories center around. And when, when Jesus was born, they talked about, uh, you know, the shepherds being out in the fields and that wouldn't have been in December, even in the Middle East, it would have been, you know, middle of March. So that's the only thing I've heard about December 25th being off. It wasn't the day, it's more the holiday of Christmas. Mm. I think, you know, what you're speaking of, um, Bora is just, it's really out there as far as us being able to wrap these 3D minds around too. You know, this, mm-hmm. this concept of it's not just whether about the calendar being right or wrong necessarily. It's this whole matrix and this whole idea that we're living in linear time. Right. And, that, and that, it's a that, big idea. It's yeah. a big capital I idea. That's that, what you're talking about. Exactly. So this is, you know, it's a, it's a lot to wrap your arms around what you're saying. And the... The, the matrix is, I mean, that's something that I just, I, you know, and obviously the, the movie colors my perception because I, I am firmly rooted in my 3d world, but, <laughs> and, but I was, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, again, just because of what the movie posits. And if we're in some sort of matrix, who, who made it, who's in we control did. of it? Who's we? Us. <laughs> well, let's talk Just about you, that. you, me, and you guys. We did. <laughs> okay, so for someone like Brian who has no yeah, idea what you're talking what, about, what you, you're talking about, <laughs> you have to explain. I mean, there has to be is it like a robot overlord. Why is it a robot? 
I don't doesn't matter. I'm just that was that was one that was one idea. I mean, (laughs) somebody if we're plugged into it and we're some sort of, I mean, what are we? Why why are we plugged into a matrix? What what's what's the point of it? And who created it? Control. But by whom? Awareness. Uh, Well, I I believe that it's um, it's like a negative alien agenda um to control humanity to basically enslave humanity um so that they can feed off of our energy um and that works well within science fiction i mean and 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 i can totally understand that but when bora said we made the matrix that i don't get that well okay so Conceptually looking at it, I completely agree with Nicole. Like there is a negative force that is holding us down into this like perpetual loop cycle, but on a higher level, like let's say the negative entities, they end at a certain spectrum of dimensions and there's higher dimensions of that. And then on the ultimate dimension that is the most powerful, we're all one, like as cliche as that is. So we basically all mm-hmm. originate from that one source. And the reason why there is the negative entities is because we wanted to experience something, subjectivity. And without this, I guess, service to self or um, I guess I, I, like in, in scientific terms, I'd like to call it entropy. Without entropy, there is no syntropy, which is service to others. It's uniting, right? And we're having this experience of uniting the force that is being polarized into entropy, um, and that whole experience gives us subjectivity. And the reason why we made it so difficult to break out of is because we're literally about to experience, I guess, the climax out of that. And do you remember being in any other lifetimes? I know you have like past life recalls and parallel lives, but this is your main subjectivity is unfolding is this paradigm where it's literally about to break open from like linearity to quantum reality. And that's going to feel so amazing that, that's why we did it. So, so the climax. Are, the climax. Are you? Have you broken? Have you broken free from 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 the matrix, or is that not possible? I have glimpses of it, and it's getting more and more integrated. But definitely, from like I said back before the 2014, uh, I've totally broken out of that paradigm, and it's getting more and more real. It's really. Um, because even if it's quantum, because we were linear, the way that we experience the shift is, I guess, exponential. So it's not going to be like from one point to another on a sudden moment. It's going to be like, it's going to feel like exponentiality. Was Morpheus Mm -hmm. there? Morpheus? (laughs) He's talking about the Matrix movie. (laughs) It's so funny because like, I know the Matrix. You've never seen it? No, I have. I was younger. And then, um, you know, when I was watching that as a kid, it just didn't make such a strong impression to me. Interesting. Yeah. Well, then then why, why, do, why is that the word that we use? Is it because, I mean, does it describe the idea perfectly or is it because of the movie that we're I saying it, it's a matrix? It describes the energy perfectly. It's a literal web of energy that we're like vibing with. That that must be why it's so hard for me is Hollywood. You know, I mean, they they made this thing, you know, way before your awakening. 
this was, yeah, a long, long time ago. You know, was it maybe 10 years ago that movie came out? And, mm-hmm. and a little longer. Has, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a while. It's, um, been almost, it's almost been 20. It's like 15 wow, to 20 years. Wow. Um, and so there's that idea. There's that idea. You know, so anytime someone says The Matrix, all I see are green letters, you know, <laughs> falling, falling down. Right, right. <laughs> you know, they call this like literally. Sorry, this government has a literal department called PSYOPs where they create fictional like narratives to condition people to think that the most important concepts are fictional. And I'm not talking about the Matrix, but there's a literal, yeah, it's called the PSYOPs in like CIA. Yeah. Men, men who stare at goats. That was a goats? movie about PSYOPs. <laughs> with george clooney yeah i mean the, 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 they made a movie about it oh see see what they did to you so you to make it to make it to make it seem like it's fiction now that i believe that i can totally believe and that's the biggest case with extraterrestrials though um forget the matrix and this goat like people think extraterrestrials <laughs> are so fictional and that's all they've been doing for the past like however long is like try to get people to think that extraterrestrials are like, yeah, fictional. So, so the new, the new TV series that I just saw the other day that I thought looked really interesting is you, you would probably say it's, it's a psyops thing to make us, it's, it's, it's about the earliest, it's supposedly declassified CIA documentation of the earliest extra, extraterrestrial encounters. So what's it called? Blue, blue something. It's on history channel. Because oh, the the code yeah. word for all the in, encounters, because there were there were hundreds of thousands maybe of documented encounters, you know, in the what fifties sixties yeah. era, and they had a code word for it. It was blue blue something. I for, I for, totally I forget what it is, but we'll put it in the show notes. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I love the way you um, explain everything, Bora. It's Thank just, you so much. It, it's so refreshing. It's just such a, a different, and we do have a lot of guests on that talk about overlapping type things, but um, just your explanations are very unique. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I also think like, you know, this, this idea of conditioning the minds through movies, I think it's one of the reasons why I just stopped watching a lot of movies in the last couple of years just because unless like I think it's going to be super entertaining and, and worth it, um, you, I just always wonder what they're what what's going into my subconscious. Yeah, totally. You know? Same. And I I don't watch anything anymore. Well, I feel the same way about music. Like I used to listen to all this different type of music, and now I just I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what you people are trying to do to me. So I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I realize it's all pretend, and I have no problem watching it. And it doesn't stick with me. And I don't. I don't. Oh my gosh! I'm brainwashed. It's like it's pretend. I totally get it. You, 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 it's not about it being pretend or not being pretend. Why not? It's the subtleties, there's symbolism, there's all this underlying stuff that yeah. you maybe not be so consciously aware when you're watching it that gets programmed into your mind yeah. and it's there. It's nah, now there. I'm, Whether way too, you, I'm way too smart for those tricks. I, I know, I know. And that is part of the programming. <laughs> right there. So, um, your idea okay. about extraterrestrials or your idea about the matrix, these things come from stuff that you've been watching. So, But they're it's not in my there, ideas. But it's, it's in just, there somewhere. If I really thought about it and came up with my own idea, maybe it would be different. Those aren't my ideas. 
that's just how it's, do you know? It's just familiar. It's just familiar to me. But I, I don't. I, I, all right, we've talked about this before. I don't feel programmed in any way, shape, or form because I don't behave in any way that the programming should dictate that I behave. You know, I, I oh, see, I, I see my parents and how they respond and you know the things that their program when we bring up new ideas like hey try this or hey drink distilled water and you know the glazed look and and i don't i don't react to, to any of those in any of those you're ways. open-minded i'm open-minded and i think that's oh yeah 100%. maybe that's the maybe that's it maybe it's not that i'm i'm too smart for it i'm too open-minded for you know programming to to take root but somebody that's most of society that's, you know, really conservative or stayed in their ways and, you know, they're more closed minded then yeah, that's going to be really easy for them to see something and believe it. Yeah. For, for as much or, of a skeptic as you are, you're incredibly open-minded. <laughs> I will say this though, just food for thought. I'm not saying it's, this is it or, or it isn't, but your parents, like, we're just going to use your parents because you brought them up. Their level of programming is more dense than you may perhaps where your level of programming is. So you may have bypassed certain levels of programming, but it doesn't mean that you've bypassed all levels of programming. Sure. And it's hard to know where it begins and ends because exactly. it's also just a theory. And I mean, it's, it's an sure. extremely plausible theory, but it's sure. just a theory and it's, it's just, you, you can't pinpoint if, if and where and when, I mean, all, all there's, there's so much behind this. How often does it happen? Is it absolutely everything you watch or is it just, you know, key pieces and. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, I think I can speak for um, the other three of us here on this show that it's none of it's reality. So it's all programming, but that's what's you can't, there's no way you can prove that. And that's, I don't think we're trying to prove it necessarily Who, what that that your program that this is a I, matrix that this is a matrix and that everything is everything that we perceive is basically programming it is programming and i the think the heaviest, the heaviest layer of programming that i ever see in people is when they think they're not programs or that if they don't have influences that their default state somehow is authentic to their own but human human beings are collective beings from the get-go you could not exist without programming. You know, it's just about finding the better programming. <laughs> That's true. Very true. Very true. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like, as soon as you come out of the womb, like, it's you're yeah. being programmed. You're in an institution of a family. Yeah. You're even being yeah. programmed while in the womb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. So, okay. So Bora, um, I'd love for you to um, share with the audience and all of us um, what you've come to really find key for people to become aware of, like uh, the message that you really like to spread, uh, what you really are passionate about talking about and bringing into more people's awareness. Right. Uh, and before I get into that, I actually just want to point out one thing. You know, I think Brian just said you can't prove that this is a matrix. Um, but if you look at the action of proving something, it's an action that's based on the matrix because it's only third dimensional. Like fifth dimensional consciousness and above don't need to prove anything because proving means that something can be not proved. Or well, like but if, if you're in the fifth dimension, you know everything. 
You're already, that's you're exactly already, why you're you already don't connected. Need to prove anything. Right. That's exactly why proving itself is a third dimensional thing to do. So to, in order to prove, quote, prove that this is a matrix, it's like trying to, uh, I guess, transcend the third dimension from a third dimensional verb. Like you mm-hmm. can't prove it because mm-hmm. proving is third dimensional. But makes sense. But I'm a third yeah. dimensional being, and that's no, you're not. <laughs> not if you're in this podcast. I think that it's... <laughs> I'm a third and a half dimensional being. Yeah, third and a half. He he's oh okay. He's... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Okay, so the message that I like to share with everyone, um, because people get really intrigued by my experiences with extraterrestrials and stuff like this, is they're basically always asking, how can I, you know, improve my clairvoyant abilities? Or uh, what's it feel like to interact with higher dimensional beings and things like this? And I always say that the most powerful and mystical experience is to be aware of your own awareness. So, if you have never done that before, it would just look like putting your awareness on the subtle background that is not your thoughts, not your emotions, and not your sensations. There's always a background of awareness that's running in your consciousness that is basically, if you looked at it dimensionally, like I would call it 12th dimensional, and that's the direct source of anything. So if you were to draw diagrams of dimensions, the Awareness would be the paper itself and not the diagram. And you always have that. And that's actually so much more powerful than interacting with higher dimensionals. Um, Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I really have to to absorb absorb that. Um, So I guess to elaborate more, for example, let's say that you find yourself to be super tired. There's a level of awareness that is observing these tired sensations, thoughts, and emotions that is not tired at all. And that's why you can be tired. I love it. Can you you third and a half dimension that for me? Because I'm I'm not. That made total sense to me. Like if you are saying I'm tired, then there's a piece of you that is viewing that aware. that isn't tired yeah. isn't aware is aware of that you're not yeah. just tired you're aware that you're you are tired mm-hmm. yeah oh oh <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to start um, you know, producing wonder- these shows with with a uh, visual because <laughs> it's the faces we make sometimes <laughs> i think when the podcast listeners listen to this podcast and Brian is talking. I just visualized the the Brian the puppy from Family Guy. <laughs> nice. And it kind of, I feel like you kind of sound like this um you know this sarcastic voice and all of this it matches the vibe. I'll be sure to use that in the YouTube video. I am I am sarcastic. Can you like take a footage of the dog and then put his voice <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, we can do that just for you. <laughs> You're like, how do you prove that it's a matrix? <laughs> Lisa, that is your job. You're on that editing. Okay. 
Do you know how to do it? That actually needs to be a meme. That needs to be a meme of um, that you can put on our Instagram um, of the Family Guy dog saying Brian's voice. How can you prove it's a matrix? <laughs> you, you don't have to call him the Family Guy dog because his name's Brian as well. Just Brian. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's why I said that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, man! I I think I do need a glass of wine now. <laughs> that's a, it's a great name for a dog. <laughs> oh boy! No, but okay. So I I yeah, I love that de- that explanation that you gave. It so makes sense to me, and I again never heard it explained that way. I know Brian was having trouble understanding, but I thought it, and I, and, and I'm not trying to make Brian feel like he's stupid or something. I, I just found that very, mm-hmm. I, I found that very um, simplistic, like very straightforward. Yes. Uh, you know, the paper is the awareness and everything you draw on it are all the other dimensions. Um, yeah. So what you need to remember is that even if you see like, let's say ninth dimensional, well, you wouldn't see them because they're non-physical, but let's say you saw a fifth dimensional extraterrestrial, and then you're like, oh, my God, look at this thing. Like you start getting really shook up about your identity. You have to realize there's a background of awareness that's observing this entity. So basically anything. Well, I like I like to explain that anything that you can perceive, you're the perceiver. So actually you are more powerful than anything that you can perceive as long as you can tune back into the pure awareness, which I call it like the zero point awareness if that helps. So how do you how do you assist people like do you have clients that you work with in helping them um really become more aware of that awareness the over the o- overall awareness that all, everything is? Yeah, so I, on my YouTube channel I do a lot of energy readings and then I like sometimes, you know, talk about stuff like this and then people get um energy readings from me. So yeah, I do have clients and, and how do you help, how do you assist them in, like, if someone is wanting to strengthen that awareness, what would you suggest? Um, I, right. And I know there's not just one thing, but like, what, what would you suggest to someone who's wanting to strengthen that? The, the background of awareness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would, I always recommend this book. Um, it's, I think the title is The Most Direct Means to Eternal Bliss by Michael Langford. Oh my um, god! I I started I started reading that. What a what a synchronicity! <laughs> yeah, that's oh that's gosh. a really awesome book because it's I I would think it's like a meta book because you have to read it, but it forces you to read it in a way that you don't read it. Like you have to be aware. It it the text itself will make you be aware of your awareness while you're reading. Um, it's a good practice to do the meditation. Um. Another awesome thing that I can recommend is Sam Harris is a neuroscientist. So I think Brian would probably love Sam Harris and um, his meditation because he's super rational. He hates all this like spiritual stuff. But there's this one guided meditation that he does that makes you take a look at this awareness. And he has a very rational uh, approach to it. So I would probably really recommend it for Brian. So it's does, does he? I mean, does he have books or just he's an online personality Sam Harris Sam Harris is one of the most famous like I guess thought leaders of all time he uh he has a book called waking up 
which I guess is super relevant to this podcast name. Um, and then he has all these political books. Like he has all these like, but I, I really don't vibe with the whole, the whole polit politics thing. So I don't read most of his books, but the, he has like one spiritual book that's called Waking Up. Yeah. And he also has a podcast called, called The Waking Up Podcast. Yeah. You know him? I just Googled it. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, why did you ask me then? <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's super cool. Like, he, you know, Tim Ferriss and all of those people like in Silicon Valley, well, ex-Silicon Valley. Yeah. But, you know, do you know? Yeah. Tim Ferriss is a, a huge, huge, I guess they're friends. They're really good friends. Um, he's been on the podcast a couple of times on Tim Ferriss show. Oh, cool. We'll have to check him out. Yeah, so I think he actually took down his guided meditation that was on his SoundCloud, but it's like basically one of the best things I can recommend to people who are very, very rational. And then it makes you just look at this awareness. So I think you can still find it on YouTube. Somebody like sure. illegally took it. I'll leave, yeah. I'll leave some of that stuff in the show notes for our audience members so that it's easy for you guys to find. And um... so what, are you, what is it that you're doing now, Bora? Oh, so other than the the Starseed Energetics thing on YouTube, which is like my personal project, um, I work at Mindvalley. I'm a creative director and head of Solvana, which is the spiritual kind of division of Mindvalley. So we create right now we're creating a mobile application for mass meditations and like remote healing and stuff like this. And eventually we'll like we'll take it to virtual reality and all of that stuff. Wow, and that's and that's based over there in KL, or that's just where you happen to be. Yeah, the headquarters is here, which is why I moved here. Before that, I didn't even know KL was a city. Oh, okay. I just, I just like, like literally just moved here, not knowing what it was going to be like. <laughs> we just pretended you weren't gone, Nicole. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to switch over to another um, internet thing. Yeah, we just, uh, Bora was telling us what she's doing now over in Kale and who she works for. Oh, awesome. but, but you also do these amazing tarot readings on your YouTube channel. Yeah, let's talk more are, about that. That are um, individualized for the star system that you're from. They're four star seeds, correct? Yes. So every month I read the, you know how tarot readers do it for horoscope signs or whatever? Yes. Um, yeah. I do I do that for star systems. I love so it. So what if you don't, what if you go to your channel and you have no idea what star system you're from? What do you, what do you do? I would say just use your intuition and choose whichever video you want to watch. And that's probably most likely your predominant kind of heritage. But for star systems, when people ask like, well, what star system am I from? I like to highlight that it's kind of like your past lives. You know, you can't say, oh, in my past life, I was um, Egyptian or Australian. Like you've, you've had millions of past lives, but it just depends on which one's relevant to decode right now. It's the same thing with star systems. So everyone's basically from everywhere, but it's like, which one are you most relevant? Which archetype is the most relevant to decode for you right now in your journey? And a lot of it, yeah, a lot of the times it'll start out with Pleiades because they're the closest to the human civilization. Um, and then, yeah, it goes from there. Yeah, I, I was told I'm from Alta Centauri, but also someone else said, oh, but you're from somewhere else too. Like you've been around many different star systems. Yeah, totally. You're from like everywhere. 
Office and Taurus, though, um, is super, I think they're very rare and super enlightened. When they, That's they Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa's had like 50 lives here on Earth. And, uh, Probably fifty million, honestly, fifty thousand. No, no, it's actually like most of them have been like more starseed lives, but here on Earth, it's been what is it like fifty four or something like I that? I think I was told like fifty six or fifty four, something like that. This, yeah. this was like an Akashic Records reader. Yes. Is is this person very credible? Uh, from what I understand, I don't, I don't. Who read okay. mine? Erin read mine. Oh, and I also had uh, Carolyn read mine. Carolyn, Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn mm-hmm. gave you the years. Yeah. What, do you, so do you do that type of work, like readings, Akashic Records, or telling people how many lives they had, or anything like that? No, I personally don't resonate with counting the, those types of things. I think that's very linear. I would agree. Yes, it is. Yeah, it definitely and is. And I think that um, the past is as flexible and undefined as the future. So I think um, you could literally shift into an alternate timeline where you had 100 past lives. But currently, I, I guess that. you had... Yeah. That would make sense. We are whatever we want to be. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> whatever we perceive. Yay. Yeah, um, so um, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. No, we were just going to tell us how you perceive <laughs> awesomeness. Can we make the dog video with that too? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you know, Brian. I'm somehow going to make that into Christmas. I don't know how yet, but. That's going to show up on Christmas Day. You're going to give me a dog named Brian. (laughs) Here, take care of it. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um, So how did you get into tarot? Um, So I think when I was in high school, like, I first found out about the tarot cards because I, you know, I'm from Korea. I had no idea they existed. And then, no, actually, there's tarot readers there, but I just didn't know. Um, It literally felt like somebody smacked my head with a frying pan. Like, when I first saw these, I was like, what are these? You know, like, I had this recall. So I knew, like, then that something had to do with those. Um, And then when I went to my first Vipassana retreat, I was just randomly talking to this girl and how I'm, like, kind of interested. And then she said, you have to get initiated into them. So she actually sent me my first deck. Apparently, it's something that you have to attract when you're interested. Did you guys hear about that? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. Do you guys read tarot cards? Yeah, Nicole does, right? Yeah, I've yeah, tried. I'm not very good at it. Mm. Well, yeah, so I, somebody sent me the cards, and then I just started from there. That was, I think, 2015. So yeah. what is this initiation? I- into tarot cards, I well, from what the girl told me at the retreat was that if you're interested, then you make an intention to attract it into your life, your first deck, um, and then that's like a proper initiation. Oh, you don't just run out and buy yourself a deck. That's what she said in order to like have this prime energy of yeah being initiated. But it could what, be- what if you missed that 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 chance? Can you? 
Can you still yeah, do it? Or? You can be anything you want, Brian. No, it's not for me. It's for it's for Lisa because she didn't she didn't initiate that deck. Does she oh. need to get a new deck and, and initiate it or send nine ninety nine to some PO box somewhere? No, I don't think so at all. I think um, I think if if she was not aware of that and she already got it, then that was her path. But because I was told that, you know, then I was waiting. Yeah, that rolled out for you. Yeah. That makes sense. I just, for some reason, I have a block for it. I just feel like it was starting to come in and then something happened and now I just see nothing. <laughs> the tarot cards? Yeah. Wow. But Nicole's great at tarot. That's so cool. You should make a YouTube channel doing tarot cards. She does. Oh, you do? I do. I, I do tarot on my YouTube channel. Like, I do a bunch of different things. Like, okay. um... I've just recently started doing tarot in October. Um, mm-hmm. And because I was using crystal card oracles for the last couple mm-hmm. years, that was my mm-hmm. first deck. They actually called to me when I was in a crystal shop looking for a crystal. And then I was about to pay and leave. And I looked at the woman and I'm like, I can't leave yet. There's something else I'm supposed to get here. And I had to walk around the store and I'm like, okay, hey, where are you? I don't know where you are. And I was like searching for 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, like, it, like it called to me it was this crystal card deck and so that's how i started working with them um and i was originally I not really initiation yeah yeah I, I, yeah. yeah so i started working with the crystal oracles first i wasn't so much into the tarot and then it was just over the summer that i really started to get into the tarot and um i found that just for me personally working with it has been strengthening my uh intuition and my ability to get messages like the i'm just starting to really open up through through the tool of the tarot i guess yeah it's awesome the crystal oracle cards is it the mandala ones no it's the uh liquid crystal oracle of the atlantean times oh cool no they're really awesome deck um that's how, like, Lisa, Lisa, you, like, picked up my Oracle deck and you ended up starting working with them. Yeah, I did. I I liked your crystal cards. I got those. And then I just, I can't remember. I just felt, I felt called to get the tarot. I'm like, I just, and didn't we end up yeah. getting it at the same time? I, I got think a deck so. And then you said, oh, I got tarot too. Like, within the same <laughs> yeah. week, we both ended up yeah. buying them without. Wow. Yeah. So. I, um... I just, it's so funny because I literally just recorded and edited my next video that I'm releasing for tarot. And it's something that I was guided to to do was the, do timeline potential readings so that you see mm-hmm. what timeline you're currently on and, a, and another potential timeline that you could be working with, like just main ones. Because I know you can be working with infinite timelines, um, but I just did one for the divine masculine, divine feminine timeline potential. So that was a lot of fun. It's just so much cool. fun. I have so much fun what's when your, I do What's it. your YouTube channel called? Uh, just Nicole Frolic. Okay. I'm going to look at, <laughs> I'll look at your <laughs> Everyone later. check out Nicole's channel. Awesome. And Bora's Starseed Energetics. <laughs> and Lisa's. Lisa loves love. Um, Bora, Lisa so Lisa. Watson. Oh, Lisa Watson. Oh, you changed it? I did. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? She keeps doing that. Lisa's, Lisa channels light language. Oh, cool. 
And then, then why, why are you skeptical of star systems or whatever? Because that's coming straight from star systems. No, she just said she, there wasn't skeptical. one that, that didn't resonate with her. Oh, I just okay, said okay. I, didn't, I didn't know. Okay. I'm not skeptical of it. Okay. I, I believe all that. I she believe has I'm, drank the Kool-Aid. I have drank the Kool-Aid, but I just <laughs> am not resonating with one in particular. Well, actually... Your your transmission that um, Didi translated um, was about you knowing your star family. Yeah, I did have a. I work with this this lady who she can actually translate my light language. She sees visions and hears things while watching me do it on video. So we collaborate, and I share her. I share with her some channelings and then she sends back translations which is really cool and I'm doing those on my YouTube channel but um recently she sent me a translation about my star family and saying that basically they were saying that I wanted to have a connection and want to know my lineage Mm -hmm. so you know the timing of you being on is synchronistic of course. I think when you are not sure of which star system you come from, um, it's definitely speaking volumes about how many different ones you actually come from. So your your kind of, I guess, higher self is making sure that you don't identify so strongly with just one, you know? So that's maybe why you were so um, hesitant to find out before. Yeah, I just didn't think it really made a difference. You know, I'm That's here so true, doing yeah. this 3D life thing, and I don't know why it matters. <laughs> <laughs> it will soon when you make contact with them, and eventually everyone will. I would give it maximum five years before all of this is public and that people can literally interact with the intergalactic civilization that we've always been a part of. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. I mean, would you want to live the rest of your life unless this happens? <laughs> I mean, I'm not being okay, I'm not, not being depressing. No, seriously, like if this was a real option, why why wouldn't we go for it, right? Like, and and us having co-creative consciousness, like why wouldn't we? Even if it's just generated, if we have the co-creative consciousness, why wouldn't we generate that? Like, you know, when people say, oh, things are placebo effect or whatever, and but, but it's a placebo effect. If, if you don't believe in it now and you understand that on a certain level you have this creative consciousness, you know, law of attraction or whatever, it doesn't end on like manifesting your ideal home. Like you could literally manifest anything. If you can do that, why not like put your conscious vote into having an intergalactic civilization? I don't see why not. I mean, 3D is so boring. I mean, really, it's just there's <laughs> yeah. not a lot there. I mean, if this is all there really is to life, like, come on. It seems ridiculous to me. Like- yeah, because because it's not. I think the dis- dissonance of your, I guess, dissatisfaction is because you definitely know that there's way more out there. If there wasn't, you wouldn't be unhappy. Yeah, I feel like I've always been since I was really little, like very hard to get excited. <laughs> <laughs> like as far as like, you know, like my girlfriends in high school, like, be you know hanging out the windows and screaming and they're all excited i don't know because it was like a party or graduation day or a football game or something and i would just like be sitting inside the car and they would say why like aren't you excited and i'm like yeah it's a fucking football game 
Like, <laughs> like I just, I don't know. It's not that exciting. It just, yeah. I, don't know. I find it's hard for me to really get turned up in anything that can happen in this matrix. Mm-hmm. That's why, that's why you have me. To, yeah. To, <laughs> to turn Nicole turns it up sometimes. Nicole, Nicole pukes in the toilet in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> or we walk in a store and she just like screams she sees something she really wants or yeah she keeps it exciting oh my god that's like me <laughs> and the I'm puking just like, and the screaming both of it yeah I, Brian and I are just chill we're like whatever <laughs> whatever wow. and then there's me like shrieking and running around in circles <laughs> <laughs> and you get scared really easily too which i do not like, yeah yeah don't jump around a corner on nicole <laughs> no nicole what, oh what's your gosh. like astrological aspects i'm curious uh sun taurus uh moon moon sagittarius cancer rising and then okay. um mars mars and venus are both aries wow I'm su- uh, Cancer's son, so I guess that's w- this um, resonance character. I am oh, too. That totally makes sense. Yeah, I am too. And I'm Cancer Mars, Cancer Moon, Cancer Venus. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's like <laughs> Leo, Leo rising. Oh, I'm surprised that you don't get um, swayed up by all these emotions then. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, not emotional. (laughs) Oh my god! Well, you said you're very hard, like uh, hard to excite or whatever. So I'm guessing I just I don't get excited about things very easily. Like I can't, I really can't think of something that you could present to me that I would just be jumping up and down with excitement. That I (laughs) like, but I'm very emotional as far as like very I. I cry at, you know, puppy commercials type thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel everything. Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't show it in public. No. Well, what about Brian? I have the Leo. What, what are the signs? What are the signs for uh, Brian? I'm Brian and I'm 46. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Scorpio. He's Scorpio. He's a I don't Scorpio. know. It makes so much sense. Yeah. I don't know his other, I haven't, I was going to look up his other stuff because I just got his time that he was born from his mom like a, a week or so ago. I just haven't yeah. looked it up yet. I'm Brian. Do it now. I'm a talking dog. <laughs> okay. Put, put your time, your birth date and let's see what you are. 515. To... Go to the internet. <laughs> Go to the internet. <laughs> Go to the do matrix. Do, do I just, am I just Googling <laughs> this? Just say what are my, what is my rising sign or something. What? my crazy birthday no you have to put something that won't work (laughs) crazy you have to google rising sign calculator and it'll just calculate rising sign calculator i think when i looked mine up i said specific i went to a site that specifically what's my venus and my mars because some of them just do your rising and because I knew my rising was leo but i didn't know anything else okay so somebody tell me what this means what is my rising sign being Taurus mean not just Taurus what does it mean that your sign is rising because I just know that I'm a Scorpio so is that your sun sign I don't know it's my the rising sign's a sun sign right 
No, rising sign is the ascendant. Yeah. My birth zodiac sign is Scorpio. So explain for like our audience. What's and all Brian, this what other stuff? Mean? What's this rising sign yes, and I moon can. sign and sun sign and what is all that stuff? So the sun, basically, the imagine from our perspective, the universe, the way we relate to the cosmos, if you can imagine like a clock, but it's in the cosmos, it's divided up into 12 houses, just like how there's 12, um, sorry, one second, uh, 12 hours. So when your sun sign is Scorpio, that means that the sun was in that house of Scorpio when you were born. And then that's the moon is like somewhere else, you know. Um, the rising sign is the eastern horizon. So it's not actually a planet, but it's like um, wh- where was the, the eastern horizon when you were born. And that basically in esoteric astrology is the higher qualities of your soul. So if you can attain the higher qualities of Taurus, that's like a really quick kind of gateway to your ascension right now. Oh, interesting. I never have heard of it like that before. Mm. So, and it makes sense because if you look at the actual conceptual perspective of what a rising sign is, it's, it's integrating this environment. It's not just like a personal self. You're actually looking at the, um, I guess the, the greater expansion of self, right? And, and they don't actually do that for regular astrology. This is only in esoteric astrology that they, they take this rising sign. And this rising sign is like a, such a crucial component of esoteric astrology. So what about the, they also look at Venus and Mars and. Right. So Venus, Venus, the planet, where was it? Which, so imagine if they, if, if you just look at the universe as like pieces of the pie and each piece is like a sign Venus was in cancer for you when you were born. Right. I, I understand that, but what, so those are the only two other planets that really are looked at Venus and Mars. Venus is all about your love mm -hmm, and your feminine aspects. So if you, if your Venus is in cancer, that means you have a very nurturing way of loving somebody and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I'm not an expert on astrology. What about Mars? So Venus is more love, feminine qualities. What's the Mars? Mars is the opposite because that's the, the masculine the aspect. Masculine. It's more of the sex. So like if you really want to know where what you're like sexually and all that, that's your Mars and more of your intimate romantic relationship loving, that's mm. your Venus. I'm all cancer across the board. You must Uh-oh. be so motherly. <laughs> She is. Are you? I am. <laughs> yeah, she is. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've honestly tried all these different websites and it just doesn't want to tell you. It this I swear to God, it's like just for Brian. They don't want him to know. That's because Brian is not ascending, he's descending, he's staying no, in 3D I, and <laughs> maybe Maybe he's like um, hesitant to find out and he's put, he's so powerful that he's creating all these blockages. Yes. We've heard that before. <laughs> so, so tell us a little yes. bit, cause you guys know off the top of your head about Taurus. What is Taurus rising? I know Nicole's a Taurus, but how does that affect Brian? Where are some of the key characteristics? Well, it makes sense because he's super grounded, right? He loves this uh, matrix. <laughs> no, he loves that. Just like I do, love me some Matrix. 
<laughs> Can you put that with the talking Yeah, mom? that would be a meme for sure. I do love me some Matrix. <laughs> with like a little bowl of Matrix sitting next to him or something. Like ones and zeros and eating. Eating ones. Yeah. <laughs> binary. Well, but that's what they show when they have all the numbers falling, right? Oh, and letters. Oh, they do have letters. Uh, okay. Yes. So what are your key characteristics? Just being grounded, Nicole? as far as you being a Taurus? Uh, it's very state, like it's earth stable energy, uh, like loves um, stability, security, um, also very much liking the earthly pleasures. So like food, drink, uh, the material things um, are appreciated. Um and also like a lot of sensuality uh, within the Taurus energy because uh, of the, just the, yeah, the earthly pleasures. I see that. Mm-hmm. Brian's like that. <laughs> yeah, he likes his whiskey and his bacon mm-hmm. and <laughs> and food and he really enjoys things like in the now. Okay. So I don't know if we've, we've mentioned this on our podcast before. So this might be, this might be a first. But Bora, are you ready for this? Yeah. So Brian and Lisa are married, but uh-huh. we just found out that Brian and I were married in a past life. Oh, yeah, wow. that's. How do you feel about it? It makes sense. <laughs> Is it weird? <laughs> well, yeah, but probably Lisa and Nicole were married in another past timeline. That's <laughs> probably true. Yeah. No, seriously. And probably one of you guys killed each other and all of this dramatic stuff. Yeah, probably. And, and well, the person who told us. I could see myself killing Brian. <laughs> that may happen in this lifetime. Oh my God. <laughs> no, that's just meant in jest. Um, in, in the most loving way. In the most loving way. <laughs> oh, Brian cracked the code. In the most loving way, I'm going to kill you. Brian cracked. <laughs> Crack the code here. His his Venus is in Libra. Oh, that's nice. I told you. I told you there was an error. You in, had to in Brian. on Cafe Astrology. You have to specifically find and ask like individually. What's my Venus? Then you can ask in the search like what's my Mars. But it doesn't. If you put in your information, it just gives you your rising. Okay. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Heads up to Cafe Astrology. It's uh, not user friendly. <laughs> well, I don't know because I'm pretty sure I used it like 50 times before and it wasn't like that. They might have changed their website. I don't know. It just gives you the basics now. Maybe. So. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, Bora, before we um, before we end the podcast, I'd love to know if um, well, not if, but I'd love to know. Since your awakening in 2014, where like it really kind of like you you stopped with all the drugs and all of the habits that were kind of destructive and really just went cold turkey and everything and shifted your whole life basically and how you were approaching it and, and how you viewed yourself. How did that shift? What were some of the major changes you saw within yourself, but then also in like your relationships with family and friends? Wow. Well, basically everything changed. I don't... I think the biggest shifts aside from the things that you see in external reality is literally just internal. And 
your external reality is just a very intricate carbon copy of your internal state. That's how mm-hmm. I view it. Um, Absolutely. And, and it's, it's almost like if I could make a comparison, it's like your internal reality is like a, the most zoomed out version of Google Maps, whereas your external reality is like zooming into your locality. Um, so it, it makes you like look at your energetics in a very, very detailed manner. But I, just the way I view everything is different. I, it feels just much more comfortable to me. It feels more natural. This is just the way I was operating before I was conditioned. Um, and... In terms of relationships, yeah, like pretty much everything is healed. Not everything, but I mean, my relationship with my family, I used to think it was absolutely hopeless. But now, you know, like my mom's doing yoga, she's meditating. And if you told me that years ago, then I would have like laughed at your face. Um, So Mm -hmm. the relationships are good. And what else do I notice? Um, I I just think, I don't know, um, everything, I guess my frequency is just, way higher. <laughs> does that does that answer your question? Yeah, no, cuz like one of the things that um I think we've noticed is that like as you become more aware and like your frequency starts to change, that it also affects kind of like the people that you're hanging around. Like you don't hang around necessarily the same people and it's like a it's a transition. It's not like something that just stops overnight, but um, your relationships change, uh, the people that you attract into your life change, certain people leave because it's just the frequencies not matching, like that kind of yeah, stuff. But you absolutely. know what? I, yeah, I loved your analogy of Google Maps and the zoomed out version being your internal world and the zoomed in version being your external. I, that is so on point. I I, I I love it when I hear things put into different perspectives and analogies, and that one is so good. It makes so it much sense that, because right? yeah, yeah, because your internal world is so expansive, right? Like it's just it's never ending, it's infinite. And then your external world, what you see, is like what you're focused on. Exactly, mm-hmm. and especially totally in relationships, in, in relationships, it's like so so zoomed in, especially like intimate relationships it's like so zoomed in you know yes. oh yeah totally like yes. on every tiny thing yeah <laughs> it's so challenging but like zooming in on the beach to the grain of sand yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah and that's and having wow. you know i think having awareness for anything allows you to step away from it you know so just n- you know, when you think about those types of things, when you take it slow and you're thinking about, wow, I'm really zooming in on the tiniest little detail here that doesn't matter at all. You know, we do that with everything mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. That's part of awakening, I think. Oh, and if you think about it, like zooming, zooming out too is like so much easier on the eyes, you know, like it's just like, oh, okay, I can, uh, I can relax. Like it's not so like, what's the word I'm looking for um harsh like it's you know like when you zoom in on something it's like I don't know it's like going up to your tv screen and like going putting your nose up to the screen and it's like hurting your eyes but if you come back it's like it's so much easier to see the full picture it's just so much easier to like take everything but I think that's part of you know, know that's part of the programming as well though is getting us to look at everything at that minute level like it matters you know, and keep so I think keeping us focused on that so that we don't see the big picture. 
Mm-hmm. So I think that, like, I guess to combine everything and integrate everything before we go or whatever, um, when you focus your awareness on awareness, like we talked about, I guess that's just like refreshing the actual page and it helps you like instantly detach from the zooming. So yeah, that's what I find helpful is if I ever find myself like really stressed out or identifying with like zoomed in perspectives of our, I guess, human reality is when you focus on your awareness, it like literally recalibrates the entire map and you realize that it's, you're on Google Maps, like, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, the other, the other part that just came to me was by zooming in on all, on that, we, we're losing our, we lose our faith. You know, we lose that perspective. Like we feel like we have to be able to control every minute detail of, of this zoomed in perspective. And when you zoom out, I think you, you allow yourself to let go of that control that is making you Mm -hmm. stressed out or anxious or depressed or whatever it may be. And you're just saying, wow, there's just such a bigger picture here. I don't have to be in control of these tiny little minute details. Everything's great up here, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So it definitely takes work. Conscious, you know, just being conscious and aware, just like you said. It does. Awareness. Yeah. yeah, it does. So, so Boro, if um, any of our listeners um, want to get in touch with you for like a reading or they want to find you, where, where can they go? You could find me on YouTube as Starseed Energetics. And then from there, if you want to, uh, I guess, connect with me on any other platforms, all the links are there. So Starseed Energetics on YouTube. Awesome. And I highly suggest everyone go check her YouTube uh, channel, especially if you um, know your starseed. It's really cool. But even if you don't, like use uh, Bora's suggestion and go with your intuition and see what resonates with you. And plus, you've got some other great stuff on there, too. It's not just um, that that you've got some great information to learn from. You know what? Oh, you know what I really love are your timeless readings yeah uh a lot of people say that cool thank you so much um we should collab on a video (laughs) on a timeless i would love to i would love to yeah we should do it yeah okay okay. so i'll contact you later about it but um yeah unfortunately because of this uh tech tech career that i have i don't have too much time to put into my youtube yet uh, but i would really love to invest more time in it um yeah, a lot of people really like the timeless readings. Yeah, so that like it's it's relevant to whenever you watch it, not like, oh, it's for November 2016 and only November 2016. Mm-hmm. Like you break all cool. the time space barriers. Yeah, it's cool because people contact me like months and months later and be like, oh my God, this was for me right now. You know, it's like really. It totally was. Yeah. yeah, I watched one of your, I watched one of them and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I need to hear right now. It was, it was wild. No, I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember. But you know what? It was one of those ones where like, I just kind of decided to click on it. Like for some reason, like it was, I knew I was pulled to it for a reason. And then when the message started coming in, I was like, oh my gosh, I really needed to hear this right now. It was so. Do you know what the message was? I don't know. You know what? I'll go look and and then I'll I'll let you know. It's okay. Hey, before before Nicole does the closing, 
I didn't know why you were why you were asking, but you were curious. So, um, my signs, if it if 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 it matters. <laughs> it does. It matters. It okay. Matters so I'm so a Scorpio. <laughs> my rising sign is Taurus. Mm-hmm. My moon is mm-hmm. in Virgo, and both my Venus and Mars are Libra. Wow. Okay. It makes cool. so much sense to me. Yeah. I, you know what? When you, Libra came in my in my mind before you even started going into the cows, that's why I said air Isn't sign Libra for sure. Very I knew there was an air the, sign the in scales. There. Yes, I'm a Libra yes. rising. <laughs> He's very balanced. I'm very balanced in my masculine and feminine. Feminine. Flemulin. Flemulin. I like it. Flemulin. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Is oh she your favorite guest yet? Because <laughs> no, Brian no, Reigns no is way. awesome. What, one. One of them. Brian Reigns? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, did you say Brian Reigns? Eric Reigns, I did say Brian. <laughs> yeah, you did say Brian Reigns. Oh, now, now they're married. No, oh they're God. like brilliant. In a past life. <laughs> and then I killed both of you. I heard. Oh, I was going to say uh, uh, the the psychic that told us that said that they died together, or one of them yeah. may have killed each other. Like they may have been married a couple times. Yeah, no, he, he mentioned it was a couple of times. Yeah. So now Brian jokes and oh, he wow. says, does that mean I have to send you money too? <laughs> <laughs> Can I call her my ex-wife? Nicole's my ex. Yeah, I know. Now I'm called the ex-wife. Oh my gosh. You know, it's so funny because Brian is not the first male friend I found out I was married to in a past life. And Brian's response was like, why do you get around? <laughs> <laughs> And then someone asked me, like, well, how do you feel about that? Like, I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. It was, it was, a, I'm very it was an eon ago. Like, I still have feelings. Uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> do you still have feelings for her? I know you do. <laughs> but it's funny that we, it's funny that we either died together or we may have killed one. Like one of us may have killed the other because if you actually see Brian and I after a couple drinks and we get on a heated debate mm. topic, you would think one of us might yeah. kill yeah. the other. If you're an outsider, not knowing our dynamic that's looking in. Yeah, it is a thing. I leave when that happens because yeah, I'm a cancer thing. and I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can't handle it. Yeah. But Brian and I love it. We're like, yeah. And afterwards, we're like, oh, we're so yeah. He's like, I love after they've been fighting for an hour. I really love Nicole. She, you know, she's just like my sister. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all good. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. So thanks so much, Bora, for coming on the show. I really appreciate you having on. And I just love that your different analogies and perspectives and the way you describe things was awesome. It was a nice, refreshing way to hear it and you totally hit the refresh button on the page for us in a lot of different ways so like that's totally cool thank you so much for having me you guys are super fun i hope one day i can see you guys in toronto come on the cruise (laughs) i know right we have a cruise we have a cruise in january if you can fly over 
this to this side of the world. Where? Where? Caribbean or Mexico? Caribbean or Mexico? Okay, we're going to Mexico. But it's 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 a it's a cruise that that Nicole put together. It's called the Waves of Light, a conscious cruise, and there's going to be speakers. And I mean, it's it's all about spirituality. And Eric Eric Rains is going to be there. You could oh, meet oh, Eric Rains and Marina <laughs> Jacoby. The crazy Brian, cruise, as Brian calls yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. So thanks so much for being on the show. And I'm sure we'll have you on again. And um, let's definitely um, connect and we'll collaborate because I would love that. Awesome. I'll talk to you guys soon. And to all of our listeners, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us again this week. If you guys want to send us in any questions you'd like us to answer on the show, send them into our email, info at enlightenup.us. Or if you have guests that you would like us to bring on that you would like to hear from, you can send that information into our email as well. And of course, don't forget to check us out on all our social media. And we are so happy to have you joining us week by week. We will be back with you again next time. Bye.